My name is Esther, and today we're going to be talking about the Sausage King of Chicago and the mysterious disappearance of his wife, Louisa Luker. Keep listening to find out what the hell happened. Hi, welcome to What the Hell Happened. My name's Esther, and I am here today with the marvelous Mr. Lockwood. Hello, Esther. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How how was your day today? Great. Weather's nice and cool. Not too hot? Not too sweaty today? No, no, we're not sweaty today. Thank goodness. Yeah. Would you like to hear a story? I need to pick me up. You do? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, today we're going to be talking about the Sausage King of Chicago (laughs) and the mysterious disappearance of his wife, Louisa Lutgert. I like sausage. I know you do. That's why I picked this one. (laughs) Our story starts with a gentleman named Adolf Louis Lutgert. And this is a picture of, we're going to call him Adolf because Lutgert is harder to say. Lutgert. Yes, so this is Adolf Lutgert. Is this a German guy? Austrian? Yes, he's German. Do you know? Yeah, he's German. I always have questions. I know you do. He looks like a tough guy. He does look like a tough guy. He's got, I mean, he's got a pretty rocking beard and his hair is pretty on point. Like, he would fit in today. He's got a very in haircut and a very nice beard. Adolf Lutgert was born in Germany on December 27, 1845. His parents had a total of 16 children. Adolf was the fourth born in the family. He had a twin brother named Heinrich, who died in 1894 at the age of 49. It's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. Not really. That's kind of normal back then. Yeah, I guess so. That was probably more than normal, but... A lot was normal. Probably having a lot of kids made it so that there was better odds You'd have of more at least of them one surviving. That would survive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't see where it said how many of those siblings survived, but just that he had a twin brother and his tr- twin mm. brother passed away. Well, he so. made it to 49. His twin brother did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adolf here made it a lot longer than yeah. that. Adolf's father worked with animal hides, so he was a tanner, as well as doing some real estate dealings on the side. If you hear some weird crunching in the background, it's our dog. You know what, though? He's very appropriate for this story. He is a dachshund, and he is German. So if there's any episode he belongs in, it's this one. Adolf attended school from the age of 7 until the age of 14 which was rather typical of the time for a tradesman's child. As a young teenager, Adolf worked as an apprentice for a different local tannery for two and a half years before taking off to travel around Germany. At 19 years old, Adolf went to London, where he lived for six months. Unable to find a job that didn't involve scrubbing restaurant floors, he left. So he was not a rich kid. No. Probably not a poor kid either. Wow. Well, he had enough support to be able to go off and do some I, stuff. I mean, things... I'm sure he had to make his own way. Yeah, but. well, things <clears throat> cost less. And, I mean, when you're one of 16 children, I don't care how much money your parents have. You, They probably don't have much money because you have 16 <laughs> children. They weren't very hardworking kind of ethic, so... 
wouldn't matter if you had a lot of money or not. You still probably have to make your own way. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy seems like he was always up to something. He's your kind of guy. Yeah. Always up to something. Yeah. You always look like you're up to something, I am too. always up to something. <laughs> Usually more than one thing at a time. I bet he was, too. He probably was. He does have a shit-eating grin under that beard. He does look like he has a little smirk going on. Yeah? Yeah. After hearing that many of his countrymen were going to America and were able to find work with very little money, he boarded a ship and headed to America. Adolf arrived in New York in 1865 when he was 20 years old. He spent a short while in New York before heading to a town called Quincy in Illinois. You know anything about Illinois? Well, I'm trying to think in the 1830s. Not really. I don't think it became famous for its no. Italian happenings until the 20s. Oh, okay. Maybe the early 1900s. Right. He's going to end up somewhere where there's more Italians. Yeah. So. But I'm sure in Chicago, even then, there would be a lot of Italians. Yeah. So. so he went to Illinois, and he had some friends that lived there. So did his eldest brother, Henry. He stayed in Quincy for about four months, at which point he ended up moving to Chicago to look for employment in a tannery. He did find a tannery job at Union Hide and Leather Company. Unfortunately, this job did not offer consistent work or pay. I don't know how you work somewhere and there's not consistent pay. You only get paid for what you work. And if they don't need you, you I guess don't get I paid. Just, that makes sense. I guess I just took that to mean like, he worked and then just didn't get paid. <laughs> oh, no, I think it was more like he only had so many hours. Probably not nearly enough. At this point, Adolf began to work other side jobs, even working as a moving man. Working in a tannery would be an awful, awful oh, job. Oh, yeah. Back I, then, especially. I've seen videos of tanneries and people tanning hides and whatnot nasty chemicals pretty sure it was on like a dirty jobs episode oh yeah but yeah it was it was pretty crazy looking not something i would want to do smelly yeah i don't like smelly things bad bad smells (laughs) bad enough to change the atmosphere of a room oh yeah (laughs) atmosphere of a block a town city block (laughs) a couple of blocks For the next several years, he worked for a number of tanneries until 1872, at which point he had saved about $4,000 and pursued his dream of owning his own business. He's a lot like you. He saved $4,000? In 1872. When did he get there? 1865. Yeah, he moved to New York in 1865. So he saved $4,000 from 1865 to 1872. That's a lot of money he saved up. That is a lot of money. I agree. He must have really worked hard. I mean, I'll bet the pay was like 10 cents an hour. So $4,000 would have been $86,000 in 1870. About 100 grand. That's how much inflation has happened. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. That's... Yeah, yeah, I challenge you to work for five years and save $90,000. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously enough to open his own business. It sure would be. Yeah. So the first business that he delved into was a liquor store. Nice. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot of information on the actual liquor store and how that business went. It just says that that was the first business he went into. So, 
Also, in 1872, he married a woman by the name of Carolyn. They lived in Chicago and had two sons named Max and Arnold. After about five years of marriage, Carolyn ended up dying on November 17, 1877. So they were married for about five years, and I couldn't find how Carolyn died. So I'm not really certain. Just got sick. Yeah. Infections. Yeah, that's what I thought. Things like that. Two months after her death, Adolf married his much younger second wife, Louisa. She was 10 years younger than him and was a former servant. She was a tiny woman, less than five feet tall with a very small frame. So this is a picture of Louisa. Hmm. She ain't bad looking. She doesn't look that small. Yeah, she got a tiny waist. I don't know what that thing is she's leaning on. It looks like a broom. Uh, hold still while we take your daguerreotype. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she probably looks upset in this picture because she was standing there for a long time. Yeah, everyone had to have no expression at all or else they'd just be blurry. Right. That's true. That's why everyone looked so serious back then. <laughs> it has nothing to do with whether they were serious or not. What's your excuse? I am serious. <laughs> You're not that serious. Only sometimes. Only when it matters. (laughs) No, but I think she's actually a really attractive woman. She's not bad looking. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you see these really old pictures and the ladies aren't that stunning. Anyway. As a wedding gift, Adolf gave Louisa a very distinct gold ring that had her initials engraved on the inside. The couple ended up having a total of four children. At this point, Adolf had six children total of which only three survived past the age so of two. So there you two. go. That's why you have to have 16. Right. So he had six and half of them survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Past two. Past two. Right. We don't know how long he actually lived, but. There's a very common theme that's promogulated on television and things. Is that people in the past didn't live very long. The average age of humans was 40. But the reason was because the vast majority of deaths where people didn't live through their childhood. Right. So that would make the average much lower. But plenty, plenty, plenty of people, even in ancient Rome and Greece and Middle East and all ancient times, Mesopotamia, plenty of people lived into their 80s and 90s. It was more like if you could get past three years, your chances of making it to 40 or 50 were pretty good. Better, yeah. I mean, assuming you lived in a civilized place, you know, and didn't die from violence, but... Right. Yeah. I mean, that's still a problem. So humans' (laughs) average lifespan has gone up with medicine and everything, but the maximum has not really gone up that much. Yeah. People always think, man, we're so lucky we live till we're like 70 now. Like anyone never, ever made it to 70 before, you know. (laughs) Aristotle did. Many, 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 many people made it to their 60s was common. Yeah. So three of the children died before the age of two. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. In 1892, Adolf put into motion building a sausage factory at the corner of Hermitage and Diversity in Chicago. So this is his sausage factory. This is a picture of what it looked like in Chicago. It's called Sausage Works. Good name. (laughs) Yes, it's very descriptive. Yeah, it's all of a building too. It is. It is. It's a really cool building. German, Italian, and French sausages. Heck yeah. Yeah. What's a French sausage? Just different spices, I'm sure. How is it different? Just different spices. 
It's different like, meat. It's like the size of a cigarette. <laughs> petite sausage. Le petite sausage. Here's another picture. This is of an old postcard. Um, like that pig cut himself up. Yeah. So there's a picture of a pig on this postcard, and he's standing on what looks like round ring cutouts of himself. his his fellow pig. And he's got a giant knife, and he's cutting his midsection into sausage rings. Yep. He's turning himself into yeah. a sausage. But he looks, like, real. He's happy. Real happy about it. Yeah. it's a, I thought it was a pretty interesting postcard. Yeah. <laughs> that she would enjoy that one. And here's some sausage. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. That looks good. This is... I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to say this is a French sausage right here. Because it's really small. Yeah. This is a German one for sure. This is a French one. And that's probably an Italian one because it's dried out. Because <laughs> it's, it's cured. Yeah. It's been cured. So that's that's what I surmise from this picture anyway. <laughs> the factory was a brick four-story building that covered a 40 by 48 foot area. Which does not seem that big. No, it doesn't. The picture on the postcard. Yeah. Or well, the, not the postcard. It said 40 by 48. I thought that was really little. Yeah, that's, for a factory. that's a decent size. Four stories. Yeah, it is four stories tall, though. You could make a lot of sausage. Sass- Sausages. In a building that size. Four fours of sausage. It was a successful start, and he even built a three-story house for his family to live in right next door to the factory. Time-saving. Time-saving, and all you would be doing is smelling sausage all day long. As I know that you, your building, is very, very close to a couple different food Mm -hmm. manufacturers. Mm -hmm. and You can smell it. It smells delicious all the time. It smells like an Italian restaurant. Yeah. You got, what, bread blown from one way. Spaghetti sauce. And spaghetti sauce blown the other way. And occasionally some dog food. Yeah, yeah, the dog food (laughs) factories the other direction. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, you're always hoping for the wind to blow from the sauce bread direction. Yeah, so sometimes it's like Lady and the Tramp. Other times (laughs) it's just just Italian. (laughs) It's just Italian. Why did you say that? Like you... Like Italian, being Italian was bad. Jeez, take a little offense there, Italian. Hey, I'm Italian. You're not even that Italian. I'm pretty Italian. You're not that Italian. I'm a quarter Italian. That's not very much Italian. No, it's more Italian than most people who say they're Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) At least your dad looks like Marlon Brando. He does. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) So he opened this factory, and it seemed that it was pretty successful in the beginning here are a couple of puff pieces yeah here are a couple of articles about chicago herald about the sausage factory so this one part of it reads mr lutgert has become one of the representative men in his line of trade he is not only owner but fills the position of manager and overseer of his factory every detail coming under his personal notice, thereby assuring success in all departments of his large and rapidly increasing business. So it seems like it was pretty good. And then here's another just headline that I found about uh, his business and his factory, but it says, Luke Gertz's rise in business, personality, habits, 
dogs and influence make him an object of interest to his neighbors. It's a very modern sounding local piece. Yeah. Like our newspaper would have something like that. I don't know what... Even to this day. Is this personality habits dogs? Are we talking about sausages? Or Well, that's a great part of it. Or is he turning dogs into sausages? Could be hot dogs. Could be dachshunds. I love, mm. I love me some It's like a triple dogs. meaning, mm-hmm. possibly. Yes. A triple play on words. You know that I mostly picked this story because we have dachshunds. <laughs> but yes, I thought this. this I don't know if they good. had hot dog, if that was a term back then. I don't know either. Probably. Yeah. I think a hot dog's an American invention. Think this guy created the hot dog? That would be cool. That would be cool. I saw nothing that said that this man was the inventor of the hot Who dog. Who created so. the hot dog? I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Maybe I'll slap that on the end if I can find it yeah. after we're done. But due to economic depression, a year later, his sales declined. At this point, he had put every penny he had into the sausage factory, along with a sizable amount of borrowed money. Creditors and investors started coming after him. Adolf was up to his eyeballs in sausage debt. (laughs) (laughs) He must have expanded too quickly. He may have gone a little fast. And then he became susceptible to a downturn because he thought, there's no way I won't be able to pay for all this sausage making stuff. He thought, I will make all this sausage. That sucks, but it can happen. Yep. Got to be careful, kids. Mm -hmm. Don't go too fast. (laughs) <laughs> don't get listen to deep. your parents don't go too fast when you're expanding your business try and cover your ass a little bit don't get too far out there i feel like this could be advice for other things as well well it's true for about anything <laughs> remember that he ended up making a deal with a wealthy millionaire this is how you end up losing control of your business when you make a deal with when a wealthy you overextend and you need money and some vulture comes in, yeah. and they go, I'll help you out. I'll just give me 51% of your business. It's probably an Irish guy, too. Just give me 51%, <laughs> and everything will be fine. Then they own you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think once you're in that much debt and you start taking on... Investors. Yeah. Yeah. It sa- happens a lot. Your sausage is doing... I mean, sometimes there's only, it's the only way to do it, but... Yeah. yeah. So he ended up making a deal with this wealthy millionaire. The millionaire offered to buy out the majority of the business. However, the millionaire ended up being a con man, which caused Adolf to end up in more debt Ooh, than before. Oh, double bad. Yeah, I knew you would like Adolf that Adolf was desperate. Yeah. And he got conned. This con didn't sell past the sale. No, he didn't. No, he did it right. Yeah. He, he probably did. did have some lucky charms. He did. He knew right where that pot of gold was. <laughs> he found the rainbow. <laughs> he ended up having to lay off the majority of his workers, working with basically a skeleton crew to keep the factory running and attempting to keep the debt collectors at bay. Because of all the financial turmoil, Adolf and Louisa's marriage began to show cracks. Nothing really changes. No, it's still that way. This story could come from. 3000 BC. Or yesterday. Or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or today. You can be in love, but, you know, once the money's gone. Yeah. You, yeah. It's bad. It can be real bad. Well, that's why you got to start off with no money. Then it's not as bad. You're just like, oh, we're back here again, huh? If you live together poor, I guess. 
Yeah, at least you know what, what that's you're like. Into. <laughs> right. You get married to someone that's used to a certain kind of lifestyle, <laughs> and then the money goes away. Yeah. Then you're really going right. to see a side of that person you've never seen before. Right. Probably one they've never seen either. Can I keep my eyes on you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and I both know I'm used to a certain kind of lifestyle. Yeah, and I if know. I'm unable to maintain that, well, you've seen TV. <laughs> you know what happens. I don't understand what kind of lifestyle you think you maintain. <laughs> you have five shirts in your closet. <laughs> you you yeah, have a well, very basic Look and see what happens lifestyle. when there's none in there. <laughs> well, I'm just going to neglect to wash them and see what happens. <laughs> just start wearing dirty shirts. I know you will. <laughs> you don't care. Um, so their marriage is on the rocks, and it is said that neighbors and friends would frequently hear them fighting, and it got so bad that Adolf started sleeping at his office at the sausage factory. See, now, we're missing, we have no idea what his wife is like. Maybe, is Adolf just yelling at her because he doesn't oh, have any money? We're going to find mad? out what Adolf's like here or, in a minute. Or is she like, I can't believe you lost all the money, Adolf. Yeah. Again. I mean, maybe. I hate you. I mean, yeah. I still don't... got a house in a factory. Yeah. There really... isn't a shortage of sausage to eat, <laughs> right. I imagine. No matter how broke you are, if you own a food factory, you probably can eat. <laughs> you know? You're right. He's No one's it's starving. like, how bad could it be? Yeah. But, You're probably not yeah. starving. Unless it's one of those situations where because you own the food business, you don't eat that yeah, food. Yeah, you're sick of it. <laughs> or because you know what goes into it, you stay away from it. My guess is Adolf is a little disappointed with himself and he's taking it out on the family. Yeah, there's not a whole lot about Louisa's character, yeah. but we do get to know Adolf a little bit well, more. Well, it did say she was... She was a servant. Servant. Yeah. And she was young. Yes. So... My guess is she probably isn't too lippy of a kind of a girl. Lippy? Yeah. Explain. She's not making demands on Adolf. Oh, she's not like sassing him around? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that no. would be my guess. Probably not. I would think a sassy person wouldn't make it too long in the servant category. Well, no. Know? I don't think you're yeah. allowed to talk much in general. You're about one penny an hour away from being a slave. Yeah. Especially back then. I, I know my great-grandmother was a servant during the depression really she worked in someone's house oh, her yeah. in because things were bad and in return she got to clean when she was a real little girl too eight or nine years old or something wow yeah my great-grandmother who actually just passed away a year and a half ago she would have been a hundred she actually was literally farmed out to other farms mm -hmm. to do just yeah, whatever tasks they needed to make money it's crazy uh, my grandma wasn't sassy. I know that. <laughs> I would never make it as a servant. I'm entirely no, too sassy. Be, you would be turned into sausage real quick. <laughs> oh, shit. I would be screwed. <laughs> um, at this point, the marriage was totally off the rails. Adolf was having affairs with a number of different women, including a servant, a different servant, that was actually related to his wife. I believe it was her cousin who mm -hmm. was also a servant. So he really likes these servants. So he went, on, yeah, he went off the deep end. Yeah, he really did. He he like unless he was always doing this stuff. I mean, I, I kind of feel like he was. 
I feel like he was always schmoozing the ladies. Yeah, and... he was probably like that, but when he had a whole bunch of money and he was doing well, or at least everyone thought he was, they kept the dirty laundry to a minimum. <laughs> yeah. But it's like as soon as you know this guy's like a jerk and he actually is full of shit and never had any money or he's broke, or yeah. that's when people start. Like my friend Alice likes to call him, he was a skeezer. A skeezer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good part. Once a skeezer, always a skeezer. Yeah. Once you get caught skeezing, just know that you've been skeezing the whole time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you've probably been living the skeez life yeah. <laughs> for a while. Forever. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I need a, a bumper sticker instead of like salt life. It's like skeez, skeez life. life. <laughs> I can make you one. <laughs> That'd be cool. It would it? Yeah. If you woke up in the morning and that was on the back of your truck, you would be like Do you like, think that would excited? assist the skeezing or yeah. make it easier or harder to do? I think you'd have cougars throwing themselves cougars? all over your truck. Oh, I want me a skeezer. <laughs> I think they can't read it and it, they think it says geezer. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, when Louisa found out about his scandalous affair with her relative, she became enraged. Well, yeah, it's like really really shitty when you know it's like your cousin or something it's, it's yeah like, why don't you just bang her sister yeah or her yeah. mother yeah like pretty in your face when it's someone that you know you yeah. know that's always i would imagine yeah. the kinds of affairs that hurt the worst sadly they're probably the most common kind too yeah in reality pose it sucks i do feel bad for louisa at this point because by all accounts she has been faithful yeah so i couldn't find any any nefarious dealings on her end. It's always he's cheating, isn't it? Uh, no. No? Not always. No. I think it's 50-50, honestly. Yeah. The fighting became worse and more explosive until one night during one of their shouting matches, Adolf was seen by the neighbors using his hands to choke his wife. As soon as... <laughs> Using his hands? Yeah, he was using his hands. Really? Yeah, as opposed that's to his a, feet. That, yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a unique way to choke someone. I mean, you can choke somebody with something other than your hands. Like what? A banana? A co- <laughs> banana. A cord. A rope. A cord. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I guess, I guess I understand where you're going. Is choking only something that you can do with your hands as opposed to strangling is with an object? Is that what you're thinking? I think strangling is actually when you die from choking, you've been strangled. I don't think it's an act. It's more you haven't like been how choked you die, to death? strangulation. You haven't been choked to death? Yeah, the short word for that sentence is strangle. All right. So he was just choking her and he didn't kill her. Yeah. I don't I know. I feel like in the forensic shows, it was, it's strangulation. Yeah, I think it's strangulation. Of, you could say you strangled someone and you could still do that with your hands. Yeah, but they're dead. If you say you strangled them, they're dead. If you choked them, then you could be like, well, are they dead or alive? Choking is an act. It's like I'm just wrapping my hands around your throat and you can't breathe. And I may or may not have let go. But no one will know until they find you. if I didn't let go, you were strangled. Okay. I don't know. So he was seen by the neighbors choking his wife. As soon as he noticed the neighbors watching, he stopped. So he did not... He He, noticed they were watching? Yeah, they were like looking out their windows, watching him just like on the porch choking his wife. I mean, that's pretty... You talk about airing your dirty laundry. So he stopped as soon as he saw the neighbors. Do you think he picked her up and kind of like 
dusted her shoulder off like in the movie. You know, straighten out her <laughs> when jacket. When you get noticed, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we were just playing a game. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah, fine, everyone. It's just the thing we like to do. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the house. Come on, Louisa. Is this outside? This was yeah, happening? it was outside. Oh, man. I don't, yeah. They I were really heated. I'm telling you. These, you can't even take it inside and fight like normal these people. These fights were bad. Yeah. Speaking of which, a few nights later, he was seen chasing Louisa down the street, yelling and waving a gun. Really? Yep. I think he's just taking it out on her. How could she be that bad? I, I don't think she... She probably isn't. And like you said, she was a servant previously. She's very young. She's had... She could be crazy. She's had four kids with him. And I kind of feel like she probably was grateful to have this home that was built for her. It's hard her, to know. Married, she could be anyway. Married you know. to a successful sausage tier or sausageer. Yeah. This could have been going on the whole time. Yeah. You wouldn't know. Yeah. I mean, who knows if like she married him willingly even, yeah. you know, we're getting married. That's how it works, isn't it? That's how it worked with you. You know, she may have just been like, yeah, this is my ticket to, to a better life. Yeah. Right. The original reason people got married. Yeah. Yeah. To gain things. To get a better life. No, to gain status or wealth mm-hmm. or it's the only reason I married you. To get a you. better life. <laughs> yeah. For status. Yeah, for status. <laughs> All right. So You know, it may not be sausage that I have an empire in, but I do have an empire. Yes. Yes. I'm glad it's not sausage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so May 1st, 1897, Louise's brother, Dietrich, realized that he had not heard from his sister in days. He went to his brother-in-law's home and asked if his sister was there. Adolf told Dietrich that Louisa had left him and was either staying with her sister or another man. That's like the oldest story in the book that you tell someone. Uh, I think she's with her sister. Her brother then asked him if he had filed a missing persons report to which Adolf said that he had not, but he did hire a private investigator because he had a great distrust for police. Nice excuse, Adolf. (laughs) Sounds like the classic narcissistic lie. How do I just get this guy to leave? Pretty much. I'll say anything. Right. Even though it will probably hurt me later. Yeah, yeah, I hired somebody. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I haven't found her yet, but... (laughs) (laughs) When you say, oh, she ran off with another man, then no one has to be surprised when you're not really looking to find them. Because it's like, well, you know... She ran off with someone else. Yeah, she ran off with someone else. What do I care? Also, I was banging seven other women, (laughs) so... Dietrich decided to go to the police himself to report his sister missing. The search fell to a Captain Herman Schuitzler, who had his men immediately begin the search for Louisa. This was back when police actually did stuff. Got reported. They jumped on their horsebacks and they rode off looking for Louisa. Or they walked. Probably walked. (laughs) You think they walked? Or I I hope they ran. There were streetcars back then, I think. Do you think they had like a buggy, like a horse and buggy situation? What did that look like? What does the police horse and buggy look like? Well, the thing is, is the precincts are probably close. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that. I mean, it was in Chicago, though. There's Fairly probably large. 100 police stations in Chicago yeah, at the time. That's true. 
The police went to the neighbors, friends, and family, who all described in detail the couple's loud and violent arguments. Captain Schuliter ended up escorting Adolf to the station a number of times during the investigation to press him about the whereabouts of his missing wife. All he ended up telling them was that he didn't report the disappearance because of the scandal it would cause. During the search, investigators spoke with a girl named Emma, who told them that she had been passing the factory with her sister at 10.30 p.m. on May 1st and saw Mr. Lutgert luring his wife down the alley located behind the sausage factory. How do you lure a wife that you've been chasing around with a gun and choking? I don't know. Like brand new tube of concealer. Bring it in. So I just want to hug this time. Got you this eyeshadow. Yeah, here's some sausage. You want some sausage? You want these flowers? Let me get <laughs> like, them. What are you luring? What does that mean? I don't know. That's what it says. Like, was she so young that maybe a lollipop still worked? I or? don't. She wasn't that young. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure how he was luring her. But I do have this map here. So this is the residence, um, the house that they built. And then this is the factory. So apparently there was a stable in the front here. But Mm -hmm. between the factory and the house, there was an alleyway that went out to the actual street. And then there was a driveway that went behind. You know, you say alley and you think Brooklyn, New York alley in between two brownstones. Yeah. This is literally just a driveway. Like in the middle of a yard. Yeah, it kind of is. It's not... The house, surrounded the by... house is much closer to it. Yeah. The factory is further away yeah, from it. Yeah, it's just it. a driveway. Well, the driveway is behind. This alley doesn't go all the way through. It stops at the stable. Anyway, so this is the alley that he lured his wife down. She could be standing at the side of the house in the doorway. He'd be like, come on, come over here. I want to show yeah, you something. Yeah, he was standing right here come and she on. like came off down around and yeah. apparently the, this girl and her friend were walking down here and okay. saw him luring her down. Luring her. Lure. Coaxing? I don't know. Yeah. Dragging? <laughs> Who knows? You know you want some of this German sausage <laughs> Maybe woman wife. He was come and luring get it. her with some French sausage. <laughs> <laughs> she was tired of his German sausage. <laughs> The investigators also questioned the employees of the factory, and specifically a man named Frank, who was the night watchman at the plant. Frank told the police that on May 1st, when he arrived for his shift, he found a fire going in one of the boilers located in the basement. The odd thing is that Adolf was also in the basement and had asked Frank to run some seemingly meaningless errands while he stayed in the basement to keep the fire going. Frank says that when he returned, he went back to the boiler where Adolf asked him to keep the fire going, and Adolf left around 3 a.m. Okay. How many guys do you think we got named Frank working in the sausage factory? In Chicago? Yeah. A lot. Frankie. It's always a Frank around. So he's just randomly running a boiler all night. Yeah, which is not normal. Not not typically. According to Frank, that's not normal. Yeah. And for him to be down there was not normal either. In the daylight morning hours of Frank's shift, he claims that he saw a sticky, thick substance on the floor near one of the vats. Because the factory used all kinds of waste meats to make sausage, 
Frank brushed it off even after noticing pieces of bone in and around the substance. Yeah, I mean, that would be the one place where you wouldn't be alarmed at seeing a puddle of blood and goop somewhere. On May 3rd, it was also found that Adolf had asked a different worker to clean up the basement, but not to tell anyone he was doing so. The worker reportedly put a sticky, slimy substance into a barrel and scattered it near a set of railroad tracks per Adolf's request. It's like, hey, Steve, can you go clean that shit up in the basement? What shit? Just, you know, that gooey, just just clean it up, would you? I don't know where the hell it came from. Just, it's gross. Oh, by the way, don't tell anyone. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. And then make sure you throw it away somewhere where you've never thrown anything away before in your life. That doesn't make it suspicious to anyone involved right if he would have just been like go clean that up and dispose of it as usual yeah he probably he would have just make up some story like frank was carrying a barrel of goop around and he freaking dropped it again what a klutz you know what i mean right fucking frank fucking frank (laughs) and then the guy'd be like oh yeah i know i'll get it for you yeah you know what i mean and then the police would be like you seen anything unusual lately and be like no no i haven't just it's cleaning fine. up red sticky goop everywhere. Yeah, but that's like, it's a sausage factory. Yeah. He does that every day. So he'd just exactly. be like, nope, nothing out of the out of the ordinary. Except for that time when my boss told me not to tell anyone that I was cleaning up this pile of stuff. He told me and to then walk me, down to the railroad and tracks. And then throw it away in the railroad, which I've never done before. Right. That was a little weird. No, but, that part was You suspicious. know, it seemed okay to me at the time. But now um, that you mention it, it does seem a little odd. I agree. <laughs> He should have he kept that to a minimum. Yeah, yeah. He should just kind of acted a little casual about it, you know, instead yeah. of... Be cool, yeah. Frank. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On May 15th, the police decide to search the sausage factory basement due to all of the ominous claims they had gathered over the last week and a half. While in the basement, they found one of the vats that was two-thirds full of a liquid that was a blackish-brown color. This vat was 12 foot long and 5 foot deep. How could it be two-thirds full? Yeah, I mean... It's certainly not human blood. They're obviously slaughtering animals in this place, so there's lots of vats yeah. full of goopy, reddish-brown Yeah, you wouldn't brown know, like, goo. are they slaughtering them, or are they just getting... Yeah, I'm sure it's blood. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Officers used gunny sacks as filters and began to drain the fat. Then using sticks, they began to sift through the particles and found several bone pieces and two gold rings. So here's a picture of the pieces of the bones that they found. These aren't real pictures of the bones. They're drawings of the pieces of bones that they found. And it looks like... Oh, so they think they know which bones they were. Yeah, they... they. It looks like they found parts of a foot bone. Toe bone. Mm-hmm. And just, just... parts of foot. Just other weird parts of foot, yeah, that they identified positively <clears throat> as human. Human So bones. we ground her up? We're getting there. But why keep the boiler going? Well, the the police have a theory. So uh, along with these bones, they also found two gold rings. Um, That's kind of a smoking gun. A little bit. One of which had the initials LL engraved on the inside. Officers also searched the furnace where they found burned sausages and human (laughs) remains. 
You throw a couple of sausages in there with it? Just to cover it up. No one will ever know. Adolf's trying too hard here. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not good at this. No, he's he's really not. Or maybe he is. We'll see. On top of that, police also found evidence that Adolf had been seeing a rich widow who he planned to marry once he got rid of his wife. Along with receipts for arsenic and potash dated the day before the supposed murder. Yeah, so he already had plans. Yeah, he's just trying to dig himself out of these holes. Well, I suppose he couldn't marry the widow unless he didn't have a wife. And uh, I'm sure divorce wasn't easy to do, especially when you're already broke. Are you sure? Like, is it, it's harder than murder? Well, if you have to give her part of your business or whatever, probably. I guess. I mean, this guy's clearly just in it for himself to bail himself out. You yeah, know? I don't. Why would this guy ever want to be married? The sausage I... king is looking for a sucker to pay his debt off. A rich and widow. The, the wife isn't going to do it. Well, so yeah, get a widow. She she didn't come into this situation right. No, she was so. poor as shit. Right, poor Louisa. Due to all of the mounting evidence, police concluded that Adolf had killed his wife, boiled her in acid. And then disposed of her in the furnace. Boiled her in acid? Yeah. He tanned her. That's what tanning is. He didn't tan her. Basically put their skin in uh, acid and heat it up. Yeah, but he he did not just have her skin. He he just disintegrated her, basically, and then threw whatever was left in the furnace. But why why would they find fragments of bone? Because, again, he sucks. He's not good at this. Yeah. Adolf was immediately questioned again and proclaimed his innocence. He was arrested for murder despite there being no real evidence to link him to her murder, nor was there a body actually found. That sounds to me like they made a pretty good circumstantial case. I I agree. Yeah. I think that there's a lot there. The fact that they found human bones in the furnace... But prosecutors still believe that they had enough to get him convicted with Louise's murder... August 1897, Adolf Lutgert's murder trial begins at the Cook County Courthouse. The prosecution used bones and the engraved ring as its main evidence. The defense argued that Louisa had left her house on May 1st and said that there had been many sightings of her since. During the trial, Adolf seems arrogant and unconcerned. The jury was hung, and a new trial date was set to begin in January 1898. In this trial, the prosecution used an anthropologist to prove that the bones were human. Ultimately, the jury found Mr. Lutgert guilty. He was sentenced to life in prison. All right. And there he is in his prison photo. Yeah, it looks a little different yeah, than the first pretty, one, doesn't it? Still he? looks like a pretty tough guy. Yeah, he does. He looks a little scary. He's his hair is much shorter now, and he has no beard, which saddens me greatly as a fan of beards. He literally has a piece of notebook paper pinned to his shoulder that says five nine six nine, which I'm guessing it's is his prisoner number. number. Yeah, it's just a kind of a classic story of that ambitious, narcissistic person that actually can't run their business well. No. And they screw it up. They blame everyone else. By murdering they someone? They strangle other people. Then they try and con someone else into solving all their problems for them. They'll stop at nothing to get the speed bumps out of the way. Yeah, His well, wife was a speed bump. 
again, he was bad at this because he got conned yeah. while trying to con. Well, that's exactly. He wasn't good at any of this. No, he wasn't. Well, he ended up in jail. He made some mistakes just, along the way. Just a couple. Yeah. So he was sentenced to life in prison. While in prison, Adolf is put in charge of meats and cold storage. While starting out as a model prisoner, he eventually began to speak less and less and got into fights regularly. He died in prison on July 7th, 1899. So he spent a year and a half in prison. So someone beat him to death. I think he just died. People don't just die. People do just die. No, they don't. You die from something. Well, yeah. It didn't clarify what he died, Hmm. what he died of. He died. But he was only in prison a year and a half for murdering his wife until he died. Yeah, that's strange. This was one of the first trials that was widely covered by media, even reporting on it daily. This case was also the first to use forensics to solve a crime. That's very Yeah, you had an anthropologist. Yeah. Yas. Da. (laughs) Um, So a little bit more on this factory. So he goes to jail in this pretty grand factory is still there. Um, But it ended up catching on fire on June 26, 1904, but only burned the inside of the structure. It destroyed the sausage vats and equipment that was left inside. But the outside of it was intact, so they didn't knock it down. They rebuilt it. Okay. As of today, the factory actually is still there and has been turned into condos. That is a picture of the sausage factory as it is today. It is condominiums. It's different colors. It's red and green and yellow, and it's got balconies and windows and mm-hmm. looks nothing like a sausage uh, factory. I would say the left side is the sausage factory, and the right was added on. Maybe. Yeah, it does look a little bigger than it should be. That's also a lot bigger be. than 48 foot long. Yeah. They refaced it. Yeah. Hmm. There's nothing for me to really tear apart in this one. No? No. There are lots of ghost stories surrounding this Oh, tale. I'll bet there are. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I didn't write any of those someone down. Someone may or may not have died in there. Well, someone definitely did die in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is my story about the Chicago Sausage Very King. Very uplifting. I feel much better now. Do you? Thank you. I know, because when people are brought to justice, it makes us all feel better. Exactly. That's exactly what made me feel better. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my murder story made you feel better about your life? (laughs) It's giving me ideas. Oh, no. I'm so screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure we know what the hell happened. Yeah, we really did. There's no mystery at all. No. No, just a straight up story. Yeah, this guy was definitely a dick, though. Uh, Yeah, he was a skeezer. He was a womanizing skeezer who murdered his wife. He was... All in it for himself. And you know what? He's still a fuck up. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Couldn't even do it right. Yep. Want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Bye. Do you have a story that's weird or fascinating? Would you like to have your story read at the end of an episode? If so, please send your story to wthh.podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing your stories. If you'd like more episodes and bonus content, join Patreon to become a member. If you liked our episode, 
please remember to like, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.